All right. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the podcast, the Christian Entrepreneur. Um, I'm Christian Entrepreneur. The podcast is The Last Word of Babs. Um, I am here with a special guest, um, another author on my, on my, um, I'm here, I'm a guest. Um, she's from Chicago, um, the US, and, and she's doing really well, helping a lot of people, adding a lot of value to people's lives. And I'm, I'm really happy to have her on to go and discuss um, her journey, how she started and, and you know, how she's helping people as well. So, yep, Terry. Hi, Babs, how are you? I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, thank you. I'm great, I'm great. So let's just talk on like, um, what you do, how you started, and sort of how how your journey from where you started to where you are now, how it how it sort of came about. Um, okay, yeah, sure. I I'm an executive and career coach, and I am an author of a book called "Winning the Game of Work: Career Happiness and Success on Your Own Terms." Um, I work with people that I call successful but not satisfied. Which what I mean by that is that if you looked at them on paper, you'd say like, oh, wow, they're successful. They're, they're doing good things. They're making good money, et cetera. But a lot of times they are feeling a lot of stress or a lot of anxiety or, you know, they're doing self-medicating behaviors to deal with that stress. And, um, you know, they really could be having the same impact by maybe putting less effort in. Right. So, you know, using more leverage, working smarter, not working harder. And so, you know, I work with people to help them find that sweet spot where they can be successful, but they can also be happy and satisfied with their lives and careers. So um, where I started, well, before I became a full time coach in 2017, I was a marketer for 30 years. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Um, and I, uh, you know, I, I went to college. I got out. I you know, just got a, got a job at a publishing company. And then I just kind of, you know, got into the marketing field and just, you know, moved my way up. I did um, at one point uh, leave my job and go back to business school. I went back to business school full-time for about a year and a half to get an MBA. And, um, and that was really, that was really helpful for me. It kind of put me on a different track in my career. And I did eventually rise to the level where I headed up marketing for, several businesses at a bank where I worked and, and that was really satisfying. I, I liked being able to do big things. I liked working with the people in the organization and, you know, I had a, um, I had a good amount of success. Um, but I would say that along the way, um, it, it took a lot of effort for me to get there. I mean, and I would say, especially earlier in my career, I, you know, I came from a blue collar background. I, my parents didn't go to college. So I didn't have anybody to sort of show me the ropes or tell me this is how you get ahead in the workplace. I just was trying to figure it out on my own. And a lot of times I was, I was looking around and I could not figure out like, how were people getting ahead? I felt like I was doing the right things. I was working hard and, you know, and a lot of times I wasn't really having the results that I wanted. And so that became, I guess a real focus for me to, to learn about this, to read books. Um, and I, uh, I, I was lucky at a couple points in my career where I had people that took an interest in me and mentored me and shared lessons from their career. And that was really helpful. And I suppose that, you know, once I kind of got to a leadership level, it was, 
it was important for me to share my lessons with people on my team. And so I spent a lot of time coaching and mentoring and, you know, providing that like context for people to understand, you know, how they fit into the workplace and things that they could do to grow and advance. And I found that very satisfying, um, you know, just on a personal level, but I also found that it was just smart on a business level too, because when you can encourage people to show up fully and make it safe for them to try their hardest and, you know, maybe sometimes make mistakes, but to feel like they're not going to be, you know, criticized or put down or anything if they are trying hard and they make a mistake. And then, you know, people feel uh, empowered to bring their best. And, you know, if you're leading a team and everybody's bringing their best, it can't help but help me, you know, uh, uh, be recognized as, as a, a good leader and, and help me meet the goals that I needed to meet as a leader as mm -hmm. well. And so to me, it just made sense to do it that way. And, and then that is basically, um, well, I guess I'll, I'll tell you the part about um, the last company that I worked for. I worked there for 12 years and I had four jobs while I was there. Wow. And uh, the company was not a US company. It was, uh, it was based in Canada. And as time went on, they were sort of like moving more and more of like sort of the decision making to Canada. And as you know, me being there for 12 years, I kind of looked around and realized that there weren't a lot of opportunities for growth for me within the organization. And probably the last couple of years that I was there, I just, I was feeling like I wanted more, I wanted something different. And so that got me thinking about, you know, what am I good at and what do I like to do? And so I reflected on, you know, my role as a leader and I recognized I really did like that coaching and mentoring aspect of, of being a leader. So I, I decided to, you know, kind of do something a bit different. And I went and got a coaching certification. And so what I do nowadays is, you know, I definitely take into consideration that 30 years of experience that I had in the corporate world, but I'm also, you know, meeting my clients where they are, helping to understand what's going on, and then, you know, co-creating with them a roadmap to get to their own goals. Yeah, I think, I think that's really, I think that's really good, because I think a lot of people struggle with, like, they need, like, a mentor, they need a coach, or they need a, 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 um, another person to sort of bounce off ideas or, or help them in certain uh, uh, things that they can't see or visions that they can't envision and they need somebody to sort of help them guide them through that pathway and i think i think i think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs and people need because you can have a team but the team um environment can be quite stale if it if it occurs for a long period of time so i think i think either some some people have those issues or some entrepreneurs are sort of doing it by themselves or they're sort of creating content and doing stuff themselves but they they may want um another person to bounce of ideas or, or help them to sort of get to the next stage that they're sort of trying to get through. So I think what what you do is quite interesting because I think not many people do that or, or have that um have that sort of talent to go and help people in in those sort of um environments and help them sort of grow in their in their business and in what they're trying to do. So yep. I think you know, it's really good for you for sure. Yep. 
you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, I work, I do work with business owners and I also work with people that work in the corporate environment. And one of the things that I've noticed with business owners is that, you know, there's a lot of pressure on the shoulders of business owners, right? Because they, you know, it's, if it's their company, everything is their responsibility. And a lot of times, you know, they may feel hesitant to delegate, or they may not understand what some of the best practices are. And especially, you know, I've, I've worked with people that, you know, never really had a job, like they just started a company. And so they don't know some of the best practices that, you know, somebody like me who worked in the corporate world for a long time, you know, there's a lot of best practices that you just sort of absorb when you're in that environment. And, you know, for people who have never been in that environment, they, they might not realize like, oh, I could create a process for that. Or, you know, this is how you go about, you know, training or setting the level of expectations. And so, you know, I, I think that it can be helpful for people to have a sounding board. Um, and, one of the other things I say, and I mean, this is for business owners or other people too, is that, you know, we just kind of go through the world being ourselves. And sometimes we don't get like, well, I'd say you can't read the label from inside the bottle, right? Like we're just walking around being who we are. And sometimes it can be hard to see ourselves the way that other people see us. And, and it could, that could be a negative or positive thing. Like I've, I've worked with people that had amazing, like what I would call amazing superpowers. Like they're, they're very quick to process or they are, you know, they're really good at building relationships and it's just natural for them. And a lot of times they don't realize that it's a superpower and they'll be like, oh, it's no big deal. Anybody can do this. And I'm like, no, not anybody can do that. And so sometimes they'll undervalue themselves. Um, and then the flip side of that, of course, is that sometimes, you know, maybe somebody's very direct, right? Like they just cut to the chase and they just think like, maybe, maybe some people take that really well. And they're like, oh yeah, I like them because they just cut to the chase, but they may also be like intimidating other people that they actually need to collaborate with. And maybe they don't understand why they don't have a better relationship with that person. And so sometimes like having somebody that holds the mirror up to say like, okay, you know, being direct is good in certain situations, but maybe if you're dealing with somebody that's very introverted, you might want to dial it back a little bit and see what you could do to, you know, create a more effective, like closer relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that comes, it comes back to what you're saying before where you're saying to work, work smarter, not harder. And I think it's a thing where, even with me, for example, when I'm trying to grow my brand and stuff, I, I'm at a stage where I'm trying to, I'm trying to like grow a team. I'm trying to get people who can help me with certain skills that I, I maybe don't. I'm not as strong as as maybe they are, and I'm trying to incorporate their talents and their skills to to my brand, so so it can be it can be more noticeable, and more um, and more more better to the public, I guess. Um, so, so as as what I'm trying to do, and I think it's important to sort of be able to like outsource certain things that you can't do to other people mm-hmm. and sort of have that skill set because then that sort of makes your life a lot easier and and it makes your business a lot more um, easier to sort of flow through because you're not necessarily doing anything yourself and you sort of solve you sort of um, save yourself a lot of stress and a lot of um, 
energy energy being warped and stuff so i think i think that's that's definitely a good thing that a lot of entrepreneurs and people who are creative should should actually know as well yeah i i think you're absolutely right about that i think um you know, using your highest value or like you doing your highest value work, right? Like there's certain things that only you as a business owner are going to be able to do yourself. And then there's other things that, you know, take up a lot of time if you're trying to do them yourself, like maybe you're not good at it or it's, you know, administrative or something like that. And if you can find somebody to do that for you, you know, maybe you pay, you pay somebody to do it, but you know, that, that amount that you're paying them is much less than what your own time is worth, right? And right. so you can use your time on higher value work that you're going to get, you know, more return on rather than, you know, spending time doing things that, yeah, it needs to be done, but you don't necessarily have to do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think that's key. So what, so what in terms of like, um, obviously the last year um, plus now has been um, the pandemic and everything else. So a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of creatives, a lot of people in, in the space um, ha- has had to adapt. Even a lot of people who were working had to adapt and sort of figure out, okay, I want to do this mm-hmm. business or I want to create this. So now they're starting to do that and, and you know, really, really doing good stuff. So how, like, what sort of tips do you have for people who are maybe wanting to transition between doing, doing what they were doing before and tr- trying something new, trying to like take a risk, do something new and sort of, explore their um creative side should i say uh mm-hmm. what sort of tips do you have for for them sort of people well i mean i think anytime somebody feels like they want to do something different um a, a tip that i have is find somebody that's doing the thing that you think you'd like to do and have a conversation with them you know ask them like how did you get started what do you like about it what do you not like about it um have you ever seen somebody with my background have success doing that? What advice would you have for me? Is there anybody else that you could introduce me to that would be good for me to talk to? Um, these kind of, of questions I think are, are really good ones because I think sometimes what will happen is that, you know, we kind of see something that we think would be interesting and we tell ourselves like, we've got to make a decision right now about whether we're going to go for it or not. And that's risky. And a lot of times, you know, that, that can like feel so scary that we just freeze and we don't take any action. But the action doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can just be like, hey, I'm going to Google this or I'm going to, you know, volunteer one day or I'm going to find somebody that does this and find out what it's like. Um, Or I'm going to, actually, I was just talking to a client before I got on with you and, um, you know, she she had a job that kind of used her creative um, side, but it wasn't a creative job. You know, it, it she did, definitely did what she did for business, but she, um, she wants to explore the more like sort of artistic side of herself. Like, and, and, you know, she was saying like, oh, well, maybe I would like to do this for a living. But, you know, I think that she realizes that she probably at this point wouldn't make enough money as a creative to do what she wants to do. But, you know, is, is starting to realize like, well, maybe I just, you know, kind of take this up as a hobby or I take a class on watercolors or I go and I do some, you know, pottery painting or something like that just to get that creative juice flowing. 
and, and a lot of times that can be enough to honor that creative side of ourselves. And the more that we develop that, the more that we may start to see that there are opportunities, you know, to, to do that um, more fully. But, you know, I, I think just taking some action and it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to quit my job and just go, you know, do this. It, it could just be like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to like send something an email or text and be like, Hey, can you got five minutes for us to talk? I have a couple questions for you. Yeah. I think, I think that's important. I, I think, I think as you're saying, it's important just to at least take a step, even if it's only a small step or one step, you're it's taking a step towards what could end up being a massive step in the end. But mm-hmm. if we don't take a step, then you sort of never know what could what could be achieved if you don't sort of take at least a small risk. Because um, mm-hmm. I was talking to um, a friend um, yesterday in a group chat because because we were all sort of doing like um, podcasting and stuff like that as well. And he was saying how he's like in between doing so many stuff between his work life and him him doing like music and stuff. And, and he wants to do music uh, because he, he loves, you know, doing music and rapping and stuff, but he, he, he has his other life of, of work and stuff that he has to get done and stuff. So we, we as a group was telling him, it's important for you to, for you to think, for you to pick one that you really love doing and stick to doing that and focus more on that because then you sort of get more enjoyment and you sort of feel more, less stress if you're focusing on what, what you love to do. And that thing could take you to places that you never thought could take you. But if you're if you're trying to juggle doing that and between doing your work life, then it can be a challenge because you're in between doing two things. So you're not given one thing your full attention, you're given two things, um, you know, 50% here, 50% there. And it's not like, it's not fully um, to the max of what you can do. So I think, I think even that was, was interesting because a lot of people, um, a lot of people take, take away what they may want to achieve. And at the end of their life, they may feel, oh, I could have achieved so much doing this, had I just taken that, that step, as you say, you know, that risk, and I could have achieved so much, so much more than what I achieved, but they end up maybe living a, a good life still, but not a life that they, that they really feel, okay, I achieved so much doing this and I really helped so many people, but, but they maybe had, had a limit or a cap to what they could have achieved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that a lot of times um, we can get like, we can get tuned into what other people think success looks like and yeah. and maybe like yeah. go after like oh well if i work for this company or if i have this title or whatever that other people are going to think i'm successful but i do think that it makes sense to you know really tune into what brings us joy and to you know use our own feelings about things like do i feel excited when i'm doing this do i feel energized when i'm doing this and to and to follow that and try not to judge ourselves either to say, well, I'm not good enough. Like I should be better at this or whatever. The thing that I think is really interesting is that like, you know, if we're talking about creative um, pursuits, you know, look at art, right? Like there's so many different styles of art and, you know, somebody who's like a more simplistic artist, like Keith Haring, you know, that just has like, 
you know, almost like, you know, outlines of figures. There's not anything that's like really photorealistic about it or anything like that, that we can look at that and say like, oh, well, that's just so basic. Or we can look at our own thing and be like, well, this isn't as good as this other person's work. Well, like in whose mind, right? Because like, yeah. you know, Keith Haring as an example, like he, his style appealed to people, you know, and whether it took, um, you know, a high level of proficiency to be able to like paint in the way that, you know, Rembrandt did or whatever. Yeah, it's a very different style, but some people like that. And same thing with music, right? Like there's some um, musicians who are extremely technically gifted. Um, and then there's some people that are very basic and people like them, mm. you know, that they just, you know, they want to hear them, even though maybe they don't have like a huge range in their voice or they're not the best guitarist or whatever, but people like them. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. We can all just show up as we are. And, um, you know, if we accept ourselves for, you know, the gifts that we have and mm. it, it's, it's pretty amazing sometimes that like, once you put yourself out there, that there will be other people that come along and appreciate what is unique and special about you. And, and, you know, the flip side of that is that, yeah, not everybody's going to like you, but don't let that stop you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was even seeing something on um, YouTube with um with a guy who did um he he does like a football football freestyles um and basically he does it on YouTube TikTok and that type of stuff and he he's really big on there and he's saying how his journey of how he started um and how he sort of gets a lot of hate from people on online and stuff and he was saying how um you know his his um his um creative side. Mm -hmm appeals to like a large a large um amount of people so not just old people but young people um people like in the 30s 20s but he was saying that a lot of people don't like what he does or, or feel that it's fake or whatever or feels mm -hmm. it's a fraud or whatever um but i think i think i think the amount of people who would who would like what you do and love what you do would i think would always outweigh the people who hate what you do or don't or don't like a respect what what you're doing, so I think I think the portal was focus on on the support that 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 you that you could get or, or, or that you get already from from what you're doing, and to not necessarily focus too much on the people who who don't agree or don't like what what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, those people that don't like you are not your people. Mm. <laughs> you know, and the people that do like you are your people, yeah. right? And and uh, you know why why focus on people that don't appreciate what you're doing? Like it, we're not here to be all things to all people. You yeah. know, we're here to you know I think step into our full potential and to share yeah. our unique gifts with other people. And you know I I really think it's kind of funny to think about the fact that. In reality, nobody has the right to judge us, right? Because nobody really knows what our purpose is, mm. you know? And, and if we're gonna live a full life, our job on this earth is to figure out as, as much as possible, what's my purpose, yeah. right? And then once you figure that out, go live it. And don't let other people stand in the way of what that is. Um, and don't let people, you know, a lot of times I think when people are critical, they're actually envious of the freedom and, you know, somebody just doing what they feel is the right thing to do. 
Yeah. Um, and, and those people are envious of that. Um, but we all have the ability to, you know, we can, we can validate ourselves and sorry, my dog is starting to whine at me, go out there. <laughs> um, no, no, I think what you're saying is, is, um, is so, is so good. And I think, I think we, we don't have many people who, who, who think that sort of way. That's why I love connecting with other, other, um, people who are, who are doing well in their, in their field, the industry, if that's creative or if that's in the corporate space or whatever sort of space, I just love connecting with new people. who sort of have a different, um, a different mindset and a different, a different viewpoint on certain things that maybe I don't. Because I think you know you you can always learn and sort of and sort of take notes and what what other people think as well. So I think I think that's 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 important to always 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 have a passion for for what you're doing and don't don't let other people. Uh, uh, stop you from achieving what 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 you want to achieve. Sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I, I think that if you if you look around at you know a lot of the people that we hold up um, as people that we admire, a lot of times they have been like the first person that has done the thing that they've done. So there wasn't you know, if they went by conventional wisdom, they would have said like, oh, well, I can't do that because nobody's done it before. But yeah. maybe that was their purpose. Yeah. You know, that was their purpose to walk that path. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's very easy for us to like say, oh, well, you know, this must be wrong because nobody's done it before. Well, maybe you're the one that's supposed to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that for me is, like a bigger incentive even to do it if there's no one in your space doing what you're trying to do yeah. then it's even more of an incentive for you to be the first person to pioneer um right i would say that 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 um market and then sort of get more people like you to sort of feel, think okay i can i can do what he's doing and then and then also how how a sort of a, a a proper thing is built like a whole a foundation is built you know and then that sort of grows and it sort of goes into like a monster. So I think, mm -hmm. I think that's- Gotta start someplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause I was even, I was seeing a interview with um, Ed Milet. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, Ed Milet. Um, um, and he had an interview with some guy who started off, um, uh, um, um, what's it called now? Um, the, the like big like, um, uh, site they bit created um, basically for, for uh, people to watch shows, download shows, and stuff like that as well. And he was saying how when when he started out, he he wanted to partner up with um with um with a, like a big a big company and just sort of help him out. And basically um and basically he and basically they they denied um him teaming up with them because of the amount they was asking for them to partner up together. I think it was like mm -hmm. thirty million or something like that. Uh, but he said that he said that he he thought okay, um, because they don't want to partner with me, we would have would have to like battle battle um, together, and 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 because you don't want to partner with me, you'd have to be left behind, and basically that that um, the person doing the partner was uh, um, was um, uh, like a big a big company, and basically that that company didn't want to partner with is Netflix. And now he said that he said that um, 
a lot of people in in the, around in the circle said that that's not going to work. You know, having having that sort of services and uh, um, and what that type of stuff is not going to work. But he he ignored all of those naysayers who didn't agree that it was going to work, and he he decided to make it work. And now I think I think he said in the interview that it's worth like twenty no you know two hundred million. Wow. Some some crazy number like that. So it's like so it's like he, he ignored all of those naysayers who didn't agree and that that company didn't want to punt up with him has been left behind and mm-hmm. he's now like the pioneer of why well, wasn't the pioneer, but he's the he's he's the he's the last one standing, should I say, of the mm-hmm. of the actual brand. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah, well, you know, it's like if if uh, you're not gonna believe in your own vision and then you know why should anybody else believe in it, right? And, and sometimes I think that um, people can be sort of uh, farther along on the curve in terms of like seeing the possibilities. And I, I will tell you that a lot of times when I'm coaching people, you know, and, and this is like in a corporate environment, but you know, sometimes people will come up with ideas very quickly and they're good ideas but when they share them with others, the other people, they're not as fast of processors or they're not as visionary. And so when, you know, when the person that is like the creator shares the idea and they get pushed back or resistance, a lot of times they start to doubt themselves. And what I try to help people recognize is that, again, this is like their superpower you know, that they're, they're visionary, they're creative, they come up with an idea. And just because somebody else doesn't get it, yeah. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. It doesn't mean that it's a bad idea. Uh, like sometimes they have to see what's going on in the context and realize the issue is not that it, this is a bad idea, or that that's, there's anything wrong with you. The issue is that that person is so far behind you on the path of understanding that really your challenge is not to come up with a better idea, it's to go back there and walk them to where you are so that they understand and they see it. Now, sometimes, you know, we can try that and it doesn't work. And so we may say, well, uh, maybe I need to go someplace else. You know, maybe I need to like, you know, like your example, maybe I need to go off and do this on my own because I really believe in it and I'm not gonna let somebody else's, you know, doubt or, or lack of understanding stand in the way of me doing what I feel is, a good idea or, or my purpose yeah yeah i think i think that's i think you know it's important to i think that sort of relays upon that the story behind what you're doing i think if you're i think if you're if you're your why as as everybody says or your, or your story is um connects with the exact right audience the right sort of people the right sort of team then i think that's when you know the magic was sort of happened and and you know that's when things start to you know really explode but i think once people don't necessarily the right so the wrong people don't connect with it or the right people maybe as as they could say don't connect with it then i think that's when that's when you you may feel like downbeat because you think okay that yeah that maybe those people or, or that sector was a sector that you admired or people that you admired or a company that you admired and they sort of let you down or said that, you know, it's, it's, it's a cup idea or whatever. Um, but, you know, as soon as you find the right sector or the right team behind you, you can sort of feel that, that, that fire and that idea that you have. Then I think that's when no person can sort of stop you from 
what what that business or what that idea could could um could sort of achieve and become yeah i i agree and i think that what you're talking about is like find your tribe yeah. right like find the people that you know are going on a journey similar to yours mm-hmm. you know sometimes sometimes we may feel discomfort or we might feel like the odd man out because we're not among people that are our tribe Mm. you know like if we're a really creative person and we're among people that are not creative Mm. we're gonna feel like you know the black sheep right but if you go and you find a you find a herd of black sheep you're gonna feel right at home right and people are gonna understand you know, like, oh yeah, I get you. And here's some ideas. And, you know, that's when you get, you get some nice synergies and you're learning. That's, uh, you know, you find, find your place. Yeah. Find your tribe. I think, I think Mm -hmm. that's the message for our podcast. I think find your tribe. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Uh (laughs) Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm most interested to, to like, see like, what's the, like, um, career sort of aspect in Chicago, the entrepreneurship vibe, if that's a word, um, <laughs> over there. Because I've had one person, obviously, in the US who's been a guest who told me about how it is in the US and how it is where she is and everything else. But I think it's really, it's really intriguing because obviously you sort of have one aspect or one sort of viewpoint from where you are mm-hmm. or, 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 or from your own area or place or country. But you know, you know, it's always nice to have a different perspective from where, from where, where, where you're from, either the US or you know, abroad or wherever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I moved here to Chicago in 2005 from North Carolina, and um, I, you know, it's interesting because I I lived in a medium-sized city in North Carolina. It's about 150,000 people. And I was there for about nine years and I worked for a bank there and it was, it was good, you know, but I think what happened was like, I sort of outgrew my position there. And, um, you know, when you live in a, a smaller city like that, I mean, not that 150,000 is like super small, but you know, they had, they had a number of large corporations, but there wasn't a lot of variety. Right. So, so like, it wasn't like there were three banks, you know, there was like one bank that you could work for. And so moving to a city like Chicago, where there's a lot of corporations, there's a lot of jobs, there's a lot of, you know, like the financial sector, which I worked in, I was in marketing, but I was in the financial sector. There's tons of, you know, jobs in that. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there. But Chicago is also, you know, there's a lot of innovation here. There's, um, there's a tech incubator that's called 1871 that is like right downtown in in what we call the merchandise mart it's a huge building and uh you know it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier where like you know these people have found their tribe right they might be like a small little startup but they're in the midst of a lot of other startups and they can like help each other they can give each other ideas i've met a lot of people that are business leaders that actually serve as mentors at 18, the, the name of the incubator is called 1871. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why they call that, call it that is that there was a great Chicago fire in 1871. And, you know, the, the city rebuilt 
part of the reason why they call Chicago the second city is because, you know, the city was here, it basically burnt down, and then they built a bigger and better city, like a second city here. And, you know, if you've never been to Chicago, it really is an incredible city, lots of amazing architecture. It's on the Lake Michigan, and there's like a big river that runs through um, the middle of it. And it's, it's also been really nicely designed in terms of there's lots of parks and it's very well thought out. Yeah. Um, so they built it back better. And um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it, there's a lot of entrepreneurship here. And, uh, you know, certainly for me leaving, leaving the corporate world and going out on my own, um, you know, I've, I have found my tribe too. I mean, I, I'm in a mastermind with other um, coaches and I, I honestly think that I probably wouldn't still be doing this if I didn't have that support of other people that understand what it's like whenever you're running your own business, mm -hmm. because it can be scary. It can be tiring. It can be frustrating. It can be exhilarating also. Um, but being around other people that understand what it's like on that roller coaster is really helpful, you know, and people that can share ideas or can support you when, you know, maybe you lost a client or something like that. It's, it's really helpful. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I feel I love connecting and meeting new people, not just in the, in the entrepreneur space, but just in general, because I think you can learn, you can, as I said before, you can learn a lot from a lot of people's stories, like where they came from, how they started to where they are now, um and sort of that take little um nuggets of what they've learned or what they've got through or their wisdom and you can sort of use it use it for yourself as well um mm -hmm. so i sort of love to connect to other people abroad here are different different areas because i think you can i think i think my like social circle i've got I haven't got a large social circle but i love to in terms of like the business side i love i love to grow that and sort of learn and, and connect with more people in the entrepreneur space and just and just sort of either create content together or or just learn and just and just sort of do do like a podcast or do or do different creative stuff together and sort of you know you know just learn yeah definitely well i i um i started a podcast at the beginning of this year too it's called marketing mambo and um i wasn't really exactly sure what to expect but I agree with you like how cool it is to be able to connect with people like literally all over the world and it's it's very exciting I, I I feel like you know I don't I mean obviously the pandemic has been a bad thing but there have been some positive things that have come out of it and I think the fact that you know, when we are locked down and we can't go out and meet with people in person, like I used to go into Chicago, I live about 20 miles outside of Chicago. And there's a there's a train, you know, commuter train that is like two blocks from my house that I would, I would actually when I work downtown, I used to take it every day downtown. But um, under normal circumstances, I would usually be going into the city a couple days a week to have meetings or go to, you know, have lunch or, you know, whatever, d different conferences, events, whatever, I would be doing that to network. And it, one of the things that I think is kind of funny is that that could take hours, like I might be in the city for like four or six hours, because, you know, it takes like an, close to an hour to get downtown and, you know, all, all of that. And now we're able to just meet with people, um, just, you know, all we have to do is just, you know, plug in on our, 
you know, type in the Zoom link, right? And here I'm talking to you and you're in the, in the UK. And I was, I was actually um, talking with somebody earlier who's in Denver, Colorado. And, um, you know, you can really, you can talk to people literally, literally all over the world without even leaving your house. And it, it's, um, it's been an amazing experience, like really eye-opening and I actually wanted it, not that I didn't know this, but it's just being been reinforced about how humans are humans, right? It doesn't matter where you live. Our experience, like maybe some of the environment might be different, but you know, our experiences as humans are a lot more alike than they are different, regardless of where we live. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Um... Yeah, this is this has been great. Um, just vibing with you and just learning more about um how you started and and obviously I was going to talk on just one other topic, which is important that you that you said in the beginning was about a you had a mentor who sort of helped you to get to where you are now and by that person you may not have necessarily got. To. I think that's why I always had to tell people and and I also love meeting that mentors or other people who are in the space who have got experience and more experienced than me because I can I can learn and not I can learn a lot and they have a lot of contacts that I haven't got they have a lot of experiences that I haven't got and they can sort of steer you into the right into the right places that maybe you couldn't have done yourself or you wouldn't have thought to sort of go yourself so um so yeah that that for me is really important to have a mentor because I think if you've got a mentor or a support body or I don't know, co-host or whatever, um, sort of help you, um, you know, sort of help you to get to, get to where you want to go and who, who's been through the struggles and that, that you necessarily haven't gone through and it can sort of help you to get to you where you want to go. Then I think that's where you can you can grow the most that like you can sort of, um, I, I don't know, go places that you couldn't have gone to. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, really important, yeah, for sure. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, and when you were talking about that, it was just sort of reminding me of like, it's sort of like if somebody's already walked the road and they know where the potholes are, they know where, you know, they know where the pitfalls are and they can show you like that you, if you, you know, they can say, look, if you're going to walk on this road, watch out for this, 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 and this, yeah. you know, here's some things that you can do to make it easier so you can go faster. And, and that's, that's really helpful. And, you know, one of the things that I see a lot, you know, when I, when I work with people, sometimes I, I'm a big uh, advocate of networking, you know, like to say, you know, reach out and, and network. And a lot of times when I'm dealing with like really younger people, you know, maybe they're in college or they're like in their twenties or something like that, they'll, they'll be like, well, you know, I feel awkward about reaching out to this like 50 year old because, you know, they know so much and I know so little. And I'm like, well, they know that, you know, they were 20 years old at one point, they know that you're not going to know as much as them. Right. And so, you know, if you approach people with curiosity and gratitude, that's a really perfect way to do it, to be like, you know, I, you've got a lot of knowledge and I admire that. And I'd like to learn from you. You know, I, I can I ask you some questions, right? I'm curious yeah. about this. And I'm also grateful and thankful for any amount of time you can give me if it's 10 minutes, if it's 20 minutes, you know, and, and being um, appreciative 
And, and quite frankly, the other thing I didn't mention is like offering reciprocity, you know, because I think a lot of times, you know, say that the 22 year old that's talking to the 50 year old, they might say to themselves, there's nothing that I can offer them because that person's established and they're knowledgeable, but you never know what somebody might need. You know, mm. they might, they might need somebody to watch their dog, right? They, they might be like, Hey, do you know of a dog sitter? Or they might say like, I'm coming to your town. What's a good restaurant? Um, my child just got into the university that you're going to like, could you get on the phone with her and let her know what it's like there? You just don't know. Like, and so I, I always think like, if you're, if you ever reach out to somebody and asked, you know, asked to, you know, network with them, you know, always say like, thank you so much for your time. And by the way, is there anything I can do for you? Because maybe they're going to say no, but five years from now that you might like have a job and they might call you and be like, Hey, I, I, you know, I need something from you, you know, could yeah. you help me? Yeah. I think, I think, I think that's important to always, always reach out to other experienced people and also be, as you say, have, be grateful for the time that, that they've given you mm-hmm. and try to like be be a sponge, try to absorb all the information that they're giving you because then that can help you to to sort of get to the next level or achieve what you want to achieve at, 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 at a faster rate than than what you could have done had you not had a chat with them. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Why not why not take some shortcuts if somebody can can show you those to you? Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. I've 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 loved um this 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 um podcast um with you. I'm just learning, I'm absorbing, and sort of learning more about what you do. Um, obviously, I'm gonna I, I would love to have you back. Um, obviously, um, soon. Um, in this year, just to sort of see how things maybe have changed in the entrepreneur space, or or any updates or anything like that. I think mm-hmm. I think it's important. Um, but yeah, um, just just um, tell everybody how, you, how they can um, get in touch with you. If you've got social media, or if you've got any any links to your businesses. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. My um, website is terrybmcdougall.com. Yeah. and um, I'll I think that I sent the links to you, so you can put them in the show notes. Um, yeah. My my book, Winning the Game of Work, is available on Amazon worldwide. Um, I am also on LinkedIn. I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and my handle there is Terry B. McDougall. Um, I'm on Facebook, Terry B. McDougall. And my Instagram is I am coach Terry. And in between each word is an underscore. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I, I'm cool. most, I'm most active on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I'm not sure I got your sources but um obviously i'll tag you and stuff like that in there um and we can and we can sort of connect and stuff like that as well okay um yeah so i i'm really happy to have you on i know that my audience and everybody's listening um who's tuning in um has learned a lot from you and they will continue to to learn a lot from you as well um yeah i'm i'm as i don't say i'm happy to have you i'm happy to have um learned um, more about you and more about Chicago and where I sort of are. Uh, at some point, I will. I will go to Chicago. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely do. It's a great city. It really yeah. is a great city. I mean, yeah. Lon- I love London too. And, and I'd say Chicago is, uh, you know, if you like London, Chicago's got a lot of, a lot to offer too. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, this has been the podcast. Um, last word to Babs with Christian Tupano. Um, and I will see you all next time. Thanks, Babs.